Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Rummage through the typical woman's purse. You'll find the same thing. Makeup products, wallet, hairstyling products. I bet what you'd find in the typical woman's purse hasn't changed in decades. But it's about to. In addition to all that, you're going to find Narcan. In the brave new world the Democrats are creating, we're all going to have to carry it. As the residue of the Chinese government, the cartel's wars against the people of this country can be found everywhere. Our sheriff here in Greenville County told me in an interview in December, they keep it at all the schools now. For overdoses, fentanyl overdoses. Even our elementary schools, I asked. Yep, he said, you should get some too if you have kids. I placed my first order for Narcan after I watched a Florida police officer go into a drug-induced overdose on national television recorded by another police officer's body cam. The scary thing? She had plastic gloves on. She was doing a traffic stop. The dust was in the air. It took multiple hits to bring her back. What is Narcan? Better look it up. You're going to have to know. It's naloxone. It's a medicine that rapidly reverses opioid overdose. Every mom should begin to carry it in her purse. All of us should have it on us all the time because this is the world with our open borders. The Democrats would have us live in. And this whole thing claimed a life over the weekend. We learned a 19 month old at an Airbnb in Florida. Her parents found her dead in her crib. Her face blue, her mouth with a white foam around it. It turned out that the previous guest at the Airbnb had had a drug party. Should anyone deign to ask his highness, the fundamentally corrupt president, about this, he'd probably laugh like he did last week when he was talking about a mom who had lost two of her sons simultaneously to fentanyl overdose. The numbers are staggering. Last year, over 100,000 fentanyl deaths. And just a few years ago, as it had been for decades, the number one killer of 16 to 24s was auto accidents. The number two, either suicide or gun deaths from gun violence. Not anymore. The number one killer, shockingly surpassing all accidents, is not drug overdose. It's fentanyl overdose. This is what Joe Biden has wrought. Look, as conservatives, we're all big on personal responsibility, which is why we're the last ones who are going to get this. I'm big on personal responsibility, too. 
you shouldn't take drugs. But our sheriff has told me that even the marijuana that 50% of high schoolers will try before they graduate on average, it's been that way since the 70s, is now sometimes laced with fentanyl. It can kill you to do what half of my generation did before they graduated high school. And as poor Derek Maltz, you've heard him on this podcast, former head of the Washington, D.C. Drug Enforcement Administration, has begged people to understand this isn't about a bunch of dirty drug addicts taking drugs they shouldn't. This is a war from China, and it is intended to kill hundreds of thousands of our young people. More have died in the last year than died in Vietnam, but no one cares because the Democrats want their open border. And the signs, folks, of the Democrats' lawlessness, spinning parts of our country out of control, is everywhere, was everywhere this weekend. I repeatedly warn you, we're going to lose control of parts of this country to the cartels as Mexico has lost control of parts of its country. And here we go from Austin. Over 300 vacancies in the police department with police officers saying the woke culture there is such the hatred toward police is such you simply can't work there 77 cops right now are in the process of quitting and have already informed their superiors they're going and they can't get new recruits that 77 officers expected to retire before the end of march the new york post writes are on top of the 264 existing vacancies they're in big trouble Austin Police Department staffing so bad, 911 calls are being redirected to 311, non-emergency numbers, because there aren't enough cops to solve crimes. So they've had to put the detectives on patrol. No one comes anymore to investigate burglaries. You're on your own. They're getting what they deserve. But we're going to lose control of parts of this country, and the violence will spill over into other areas. Why are they doing this? Why are they at war with local police? Our side still doesn't get it. Our pundits keep saying stuff like soft on crime, soft on criminals. Nope, that's not what's happening. Here is what's happening. Did you see the terror attack in Atlanta this weekend? Because that's what it was. The firebombing, they continue to attack the construction site for a police training center. It sounds loopy, insane. Until you see the visuals. It's like something out of a third world country. Molotov cocktails thrown at police, an attempted execution of police officers by opening fire. That Antifa goon was killed. And they protested because the police dared to fight back instead of dying like dogs in the street when they opened fire. What is the point of this? All these things are connected. When they loosen, the idea is to create a society where no one can or will stop their brown shirts in the street. The idea Behind the D.C. crime bill, the one that lowered sentences for murder and for rape and carjacking dramatically, even in the face of a 112% increase in carjackings in the last year. The purpose of this is to loosen the control of law enforcement so jackboot thugs like the one in Atlanta will be able to conduct their terror campaigns to reach anyone, anywhere, at any time. Anyone who posts the wrong thing online will be able to burn their homes down, pull them out of their cars, and do God knows what else with no repercussions. See, what the left really hates is not law enforcement. Our side is yet to understand this. No, they hate 
that law enforcement doesn't answer to them, that law enforcement's main focus isn't persecuting and prosecuting in a dual justice system those they disagree with. Notice something. They are determined, the left is, to shut down this police training center in Atlanta. It's become ground zero for their bizarre war against lawfulness, against order, in favor of criminals. Why? Notice the one agency they've never protested, not even once, the FBI. Why? Because the FBI and the Department of Injustice answer to them. They persecute their enemies for them. Their beef, we must understand, is not against law enforcement at all. In fact, they wish they lived in a total surveillance state. But in the kind of surveillance state when Antifa, their brown shirts, decide they're going to burn to the ground a new police training center, terrified residents of Atlanta call the police and no one comes. In much the way that the FBI has done everything in its power not to investigate Antifa. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And that is the moment they'll be all powerful. They can deploy their thugs anywhere at any time. They can camp out in your front yard. They can burn your home to the ground. You can call police all you want. No one will come. That's what total power looks like. Make no mistake. That's their goal. This is why Joe Biden's campaign staff at the time, his presidential campaign staff fundraised to get Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs out of prison out of jail so they could go back to the protest. It's why Kamala Harris did the same. These are their brown shirts. And they want to make sure there's nobody local, no police force standing between them and you. The American people's horror at being forced to live this way is such that we've seen a radical change that I've documented on this podcast. Since the time of the founding of this country, the population center has never been in the South. Until now. And it's happened since 2018. People simply can't take living this way. And the moving vans roll. That'll work great for preserving still constitutionally, fundamentally recognizably American areas. Unless the Democrats, through fraud or an actual win, manage to take the House, the Senate, and the presidency with a big enough majority to pass what they just passed last week except for the country. After double-digit one-year, just one-year increases in murder, carjackings, armed robbery, and armed home invasions in the city of Washington, D.C., the D.C. City Council got together to figure out what to do about crime. Huh, obviously, dramatically cut sentences. And they passed it. It would have turned D.C. into much more of the Wild West, except that the Republicans control the House, and they passed a bill saying, "Uh uh-uh, 
that's not happening because D.C. is not a state. And so Congress can tell them what to do. It even passed the Senate, even though Democrats barely control the Senate. Joe Biden, the Democrats thought, would veto it. Well, I don't know if you turned on a TV this weekend and saw the near palpable rage from fellow Democrats after Biden announced he would veto it. I want you to understand what they stand for. This is Biden's spokes hack, Corrine Jean-Pierre, explaining what the 173 Democrats in the House voted for. Because this isn't just what they do to D.C. This is what they'll do to the country if you let them. I did talk to the team and we have a couple of things that I just want to lay out for all of you and on what the D.C. bill does. It reduces maximum penalties uh, for offenses like murders and other homicides, armed armed home invasion burglaries, armed armed carjackings, as I mentioned, armed robberies, unlawful gun possession and some uh, sexual assault offenses. But don't misunderstand. This system won't be lawless and it won't be without a strong law enforcement presence. It's just who that law enforcement targets will change if they ever get total power, even once. During the first terror attack at the construction site for the police training center that Antifa was occupying, they opened fire on officers attempting to kill them. One of them got killed instead. They had come to Atlanta from all over the country. That makes this a classic interstate case. Yet, where was the FBI? Nowhere. It was left up to Georgia state authorities with the GBI to charge them with terrorism counts. So what has the FBI, an agency the Democrats haven't protested, Antifa hasn't protested even once? What are they up to? We found out end of week. And this paints a picture of what this dual system would look like. There's a guy by the name of George Hill. He turned whistleblower. He's a retired supervisory intelligence analyst for the FBI's Boston field office. And among other things, he was talking about a nationwide call with all 56 FBI field offices last year. And it was led by Steve Jensen, who at the time was the chief of the FBI's domestic terrorism operations center section. And he was talking about how the Philadelphia office of the FBI was conducting an investigation that serves an example for the rest of the country. What were they doing? They were investigating three individuals who posted on social media about being pro-Second Amendment and pro-abortion. There were no threats of violence, no suggestions of violence, nothing. Um, And when others on the call pushed back and said, well, that didn't mean these people were insurrectionists seeking to overthrow our democracy, Hill recalled in his testimony under oath, he says... That cut no ice with Jensen, the domestic terror operations supervisor, who shot back, quote, I don't give a blank. They're all bleeping terrorists and we're going to round them up, unquote. So now you know. Now you know what's coming. George Hill, the whistleblower who was testifying, then talked about how the FBI's Boston office used Bank of America records. Bank of America, you remember, voluntarily turned over records on anyone who bought a plane ticket, a bus ticket, a train ticket to Washington, D.C. around the time of January 6th, and most especially anyone who bought a gun in the months leading up to January 6th, and then traveled to Washington within that time frame. Remember, not a single one of those protesters was found to have a gun. It doesn't matter. So the Washington feds, according to the FBI whistleblower George Hill, again, he testified under oath, wanted the Boston office, quote, to open cases on 
first seven individuals who came up in a sweep of bank records served up by Bank of America, and then a larger group of 140 Americans guilty of nothing more than riding buses to D.C. to attend former President Trump's Stop the Steal rally on January 6th. These are the people who did not enter the Capitol or break the law in any way. It didn't matter. So while Attorney General Merrick Garland tells us under oath last week that, you know, they're just having trouble finding the people bombing crisis pregnancy centers because they do it in the dark, they sure don't have any trouble finding people who merely rode to Washington, D.C. and peacefully and legally protested. Can you see the outlines of this monstrous new system that's coming? We can fight it by propping up the states. In the coming years, they'll only grow stronger as people hide behind increasingly powerful state governors who are willing to fight the federal government. But we've got to do one thing. We've got to make sure the Democrats don't win the presidency, the House and the Senate with big enough margins to ram this down the country's throat. Or we'll all live like it's Atlanta with terror attack after terror attack, 911 call after 911 call, and no one coming to answer our calls for help. Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.